Hey guys, hope you're all doing good. It's a Tuesday morning, um, which means we are, actually Tuesday is now like threshold day. Um, I think what was happening is you're coming off the weekend pretty tired. I mean, it, I guess it depends on what your weekend is. So my weekend, like, I guess wasn't always pretty tough, but no, it's pretty tough because I usually do um, some form of running session, which is usually hills. Um, and then I end up doing two races on the bike, mainly out of the pure enjoyment of, um, you know, racing on the bike, not like as a prescribed training effect, I guess you could say. So um, that's been quite cool, but it just means you get to like Tuesday and like you're trying to do high intensity or higher intensity like kilometer reps and I just find I couldn't like produce the goods I guess you could say whereas the beauty of like a threshold run is you can be tired you know you can your legs can be tired neuromuscular they can be tired and and you can still get the heart rate to where it needs to be and just ride along at that heart rate and when it comes to um, threshold running, that's all that's important. Speed's great and speed's, it's nice. But, you know, some weeks I go in that park and, you know, I can be really fast and really surprise myself. And that's usually because it's not windy for whatever reason. I've been feeling good. Um, and then I guess there's other times you can go into the park and, you know, your your speed's not great. And, um factors like weather play quite a big role in that <clears throat> so yeah so you know today I thought I'd go through some things that I've been doing I guess outside of running to try and um you know be better and um you know I had a you know like a call with Under Armour about sleep um trying to improve sleep quality and and I you know you might have seen on social media or you might not like I haven't I've I've been wearing this like um it's called an aura ring O U R A and it tracks um sleep it tracks activity um and I and I do think it's pretty accurate because it does a great job not that the reason I think it's accurate is necessarily precise but you know if I put in the effort the scores in the sleep side of things are good if I don't put in the effort and I eat late and I, you know, maybe I have some alcohol and um, the sleep scores are really bad. And I'll give you some examples. Um, you know, for for five weeks, I couldn't um, I couldn't get. Um, sorry, someone sent me a message on Instagram about weights. Um, so I was distracted. Um, yeah, no, for for like five weeks when I first bought the ring and I was tracking things, I think I had three. It scores you out of 100. And it takes into consideration movement, heart rate, how restfulness you are, what time you went to bed, what time you woke, the consistency and things like that. Um, and I was getting scores mainly between 50 and 65. Um, and obviously, I've never never really tracked that before. So um, I, I did wear a whoop a long time ago, but I found wrist heart rate really hard to sort of trust because and the whoop always thought I was exhausted because like I'd go for a 40 minute run 
and it would think my average heart rate was like 180. And so the whoop always thought I was fucked. You know, it always thought I was knackered. Whereas like, actually I did a 40 minute run and my average heart rate was like 125. And so I wasn't really tired at all. Um, so this is pretty accurate. So for four or five weeks, I think I had three results, three nights sleep that the ring and, you know, the feedback was a, a score above 70. And then I spoke to the Under Armour guy and he gave me a few useful tips. Um, you know, one of the brilliant ones was I sat down with Under Armour like a year and a half, I think ago or a year ago, and we went over sleep quite a bit. Um, and, and I'm sitting there and I think this was like, it was, a, it was an evening. It was like 6.30 p.m. We're in the Under Armour offices and I'm sipping on a coffee. Um, and this whole chat is about no caffeine after midday, things like this. And I'm just sitting there going, doesn't affect me. You know, I, I regularly have a cup of tea at nine o'clock at night. It helps put me to sleep, if anything. But what I've learned is there's a big difference between like some people struggle to fall asleep. OK, but just because I'm not one of those people and I can sleep on planes and I can sleep, it doesn't mean that the quality of your sleep, you know, that's like, did you have dinner? Yes, I had dinner. I have dinner every night. It doesn't mean that the quality of your dinner, you know, is good. Um, just a second. So that's something I wanted to start looking at. So I, when I spoke to the Under Armour guy, I put a few really simple things in place at first. Um, and I'll, I'll go on to explain them. But after the first week of speaking with the Under Armour guy, um, and, and the Under Armour guy is like a, he's like a UA. I think his, his, his role is UA high performance staff, for example. So it's things like sleep, things like recovery, nutrition, um, physiology helps with all things like that. Movement, mobility, yoga. Um, so yeah, I might actually start doing a bit more work with Michael because he's, he's proved to be very, very useful. Um, so, you know, I put the few simple techniques in place that he talked about and I will go on to speak about those in just a second. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, within a week, so seven days, four of those days were over 70. OK, so, you know, I've gone from and to put it into perspective further, I went from in five weeks, only three to four days total over 70 to in a week, four of the days were over 70. OK, and the best part about that is, is I had just moved into the altitude tent. So it made Michael's job probably even tougher because sleeping in an altitude tent, anyone that's ever slept in an altitude tent, you've got things like the temperature in there gets a bit sticky. The noise, you know, you have to wear earplugs without a doubt. Um, it just gets hot. It's sticky. You can feel claustrophobic. Um, a lot of a lot of things that help with sleep is like walking into your bedroom, it being a nice temperature. Um, and I, I'm going to go on and explain this properly. But you walk in your bedroom, it's a nice temperature. Your bedroom looks nice. It looks comfortable. It's clean. It's tidy. I walk into my bedroom and there's this big fucking tent over my bed. You know, it's not the nicest. It's it's pretty hideous. It's a stupid yellow. I think I'm colorblind. Um, and yeah, it's not the greatest. So but I mean, for, for four of those scores to come back and, and one of the nights I had a bottle of wine and it 
definitely wasn't over 70. It was something like 50. Um, and, and before I get sidetracked, I want to talk about that. I'll still have the bottle of wine. I don't, I don't, I don't care about sleep every night. You know, I'm, I'm not like, yes, I, I push hard and, and yes, but I'm not like a perfectionist perfectionist. You know, I, I, I don't mind that, you know, but I probably sit and drink a bottle of wine from six o'clock until half eight. And then I probably drink a hydration tablet and, and, you know, have a bit of supper. And, um, you know, I try to eliminate some of the things that are going to go on. But when you do drink alcohol, this is this is fascinating. Um, I'm going to try to see if I can find some data. Um, let me see. When was the last time I had some booze? I think it was the other night, wasn't it? I have. So it must have been Thursday night. Is that correct? No. I had some ciders one night, Sunday night, look at this, Sunday night, <clears throat> my sleep score was 65, and what what I always find fascinating is the heart rate graph, so the heart rate sits, resting heart rate at 10.15, it was up over 70, and then by 2 o'clock in the morning, it was down to 60. And then by four o'clock in the morning, it started to go under 50 and the lowest score was 47. So it gave me a rest and heart rate of 47 and my average was 53. OK, now that sounds not too bad. Yeah. Um, let's find a good day when there was no alcohol consumed. So last night I actually increased the altitude in the tent, which should hypothetically make your heart rate higher. In fact, let's go back to before the altitude tent. There you go, right? This is before the altitude tent. This is Tuesday, the 28th of April, and it said my rest and heart rate was 40. So the lowest of the night was 40, but the average was 42. So 42 versus, what did I say, 57, I think it was, or 56. When I first went to sleep, the heart rate was already at like 40, 44, 45, rather than up over 70. So, I mean, like, obviously, it's not like we like we didn't already know this. So now, obviously, let, let me let's talk last night. Again, I've, I've increased the altitude, but I've had no alcohol. And the average rest and heart rate was 48 and the lowest was 42. So, of course, if you look at that, um, and and I compared that with the night I had the alcohol and it was 58 and 47, I think it was like the average heart rate is 10 beats up. <coughs> and I don't think the average tells the whole story. It's really that like max, you know, for the first couple of hours of sleep, your heart rate's sitting up at, um, you know, like 70 odds and your wee body is just it's on edge. It's restless. You're tossing and turning. Not the greatest. Doesn't mean I'm never, ever going to drink alcohol. You know, of course I am. Um, and, and I said that very thoroughly. <laughs> of course I am. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's not that's not necessarily the answer. But it's just being careful about the timing of that. Um, I'll tell you a good example. I had alcohol last Friday. <clears throat> um, not Friday, just gone the week before. Um, so like 10 days ago, maybe, or even more than that. Um, and... I then woke up on Saturday morning and I wasn't planning to, but almost as punishment, I decided to do a bike race. So I do the bike race 
And it is amazing. Now, we were always told if your sleep quality is down by like 20 percent, you know, your 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 performance that next day is going to be, you know, much decreased or whatever you would call it. So when I was doing this bike race, I was really struggling. And one thing that's been really clear on the bike is every single week I've got better. Like I just looked yesterday and, you know, in three weeks, because I have direct comparison now because I did a bike race this Saturday and Sunday. And the Saturday race was 80 minutes. So it was very similar to a race I did three weeks ago, which was 70 minutes. And the race on Sunday was roughly 25 minutes. And I had my very first race on the bike, which was 32 minutes. So, you know, and I can take 25 minutes, the peak 25 minutes of each of those and compare. And some people will understand what I'm saying. Some people won't. Anyway, the, the average watts has gone up by 30. Okay, so I've moved from like 280 watts to 310. And then I've moved from like 260 in the 70 minute race to like 280 in the in the 80 minute race. So I'm going longer and the watts are up. Now, that's that's quite a big increase. Right. Because if you can then move from 310, for example, in the 25 to 30 minute race to like 330, 335, that's huge. Right. So it's just like it's probably relative to moving like a minute or two in in like a 10k or or something like that very early on you know very very early on um so i wake up this saturday i had had the wine the night before it was my punishment to do the bike race really struggled probably wasn't even as good as my performance in the first week um and i i find that fascinating um because you know it's all good in theory people saying but we often believe mind over matter, but if I'm willing to push myself, but the the point is, if you're willing to push yourself and you've had a good night's sleep, you'll you'll perform better. Um, so here's some of the things that Michael addressed first. First of all, it was how I need a drink of coffee. Hold on. First things first was how consistent is your going to bed time and your wake up time? And I've been told this before, but basically what time you wake up is probably the single most important part of sleep, keeping that consistent. And I'll give you an example. You sleep all week, Monday to Friday, you know, because of work. Well, back in the old world, because of work um, and maybe still, you know, every morning, seven o'clock. Fine. You get to Saturday and you say, I'm going to have a lay in. So on Saturday... You go to bed at Friday night, sorry, you go to bed at 11 o'clock and you wake up at nine o'clock and you're thinking, for once I got my 10 hour sleep, nine hour sleep, whatever, you feel shite. You're lying there, you feel hungover, you didn't drink, you feel awful. Your body, the body apparently doesn't like moving out of that half an hour window when it comes to waking up. If you want to make up time with sleep, you have to go to bed earlier. So it is important to keep within roughly half an hour to a one hour window of when you wake up and go to sleep. So 10 until 7, 11 until 7, etc., etc. But you can make up a bit of time either by napping or by going to bed slightly earlier. It's, it's not a good idea to sleep in longer 
or that's when you get that like you know we've all felt it you think you've had a long ass night's sleep and you think you should feel terrific but you don't you end up feeling worse um so that was the one that was the first thing how consistent um caffeine was next you know at what sort of time of the day would your last sort of hit of caffeine be and for me you know it was probably 4 p.m 5 p.m actually no that's a lie 4 or 5 p.m., I'd have probably had a coffee or a caffeine um, SIS drink before I jumped on the bike. And then probably at like 6 or 7 p.m. after dinner, I'd have had a cup of tea. It's very, it's very, very standard of when I'm at my parents' house, you know, before, before coronavirus, before COVID. And, and we're all the same. Everyone will agree with me here. You eat your dinner and then your mother, father goes, would you want a wee cup of tea? And you go, yes, I'd love a wee cup of tea. Could be half seven at night. Could be eight o'clock at night. So <clears throat> caffeine was the next one. I was told after 2 p.m., no caffeine. Um, this was again, like, this was my input was the next part, which was like having sweets or, or high sugary stuff at night. Um, for some reason, it makes me restless. It makes me wake up the next day feeling um, shitty. Michael actually went on to say that, to get good sleep, it's almost like you have to be willing to make sacrifices. So when everybody else is, when everybody else is having a cup of tea at 7 o'clock and it looks nice and it, I'm sure it would taste lovely and, and everybody's all happy and, you know, you might be on a decaf tea or, a, or just like a herbal tea that doesn't have caffeine in it. Um, and, that's, and that's what you got to do. you got to take a hit. Um, bulk eating. So, you know, after probably like 7 o'clock at night, you shouldn't be eating a heavy meal. Um, I do have a glass of milk some nights, glass of milk and maybe like a little bit of wheat and bread with peanut butter, uh, high fiber protein for overnight. Not every night. It just depends if I'm kind of hungry or, um, because that's another big one. You don't want to go to bed on a, on a super hungry stomach. Um, that can make you toss and turn. Um, the next piece of advice was I ordered a pair of, they're called Swannies, S-W-A-N-N-I-E-S, Swannies. And these glasses are either you stop watching TV from probably half eight until bedtime, 10 o'clock, an hour and a half before, or you put on these Swannies and it stops the blue emitting lights that come off your phone, that come off the TV. Um, and these blue emitting lights basically stop the they they eliminate the process of melatonin. Melatonin is what helps your sleep cycle. Um, so if you're secreting the melatonin, it's not releasing. It's not getting you ready for bed. It's not making you tired. Now, of course, you're still going to release some, but it's just the quantity. Um, so these blue emitting glasses, half eight at night, stick them on, wear them until you're in bed um then your your nighttime routine so if you've just finished an episode of um what episode are we going to go for ozark okay someone's just got fucking shot in the head bang both dead and you're going oh my god woo! could not believe did not see that happening and then you're going oh my god i'm gonna have to wait another year before i see another episode and you're fucking riled up you've still got your blue emitting glasses on but there's nothing they can do to take away the fact that somebody just got shot in the head, um, you know. And so you're still worked up, um, and and that's the same with your phone. Um, for example, last night 
I'm I'm texting Haas about customs, talking with the lawyer, seeing if anything can be done. Um, I'm probably frustrated about it. I'm worked up. I just listened to a, a I sorry I hadn't started yet, and this was risky. So I was going to do a ten minute um, headspace episode on sleep, like it helps you wind the body down, it helps you relax, things like this. Um, and I knew there was a risk of if I've said to Haas, hey, did you speak to the lawyer, right? And and not that I ever really get annoyed with Haas, but I'm going to do this 10-minute meditation. And then when I come out of the 10-minute meditation, I'm going to check my phone. And if he says, no, I haven't bothered to speak to the lawyer yet, naturally, I'm going to be like, for fuck's sake, like, just speak to the lawyer. Like, is it so hard? But anyway, he had spoke to the lawyer. So, but you still run the risk. So know that your phone social media, texts from people, um, anything that, you know, could potentially get your wee brain bouncing around is a bad idea. So there's probably a, a 15 to 20 minute window there where you can either read a book, um, you know, you can do a little headspace. You know, I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm single. I'm in the house with just a dog. The dog goes to bed at half nine. You know, I go upstairs. It's, it's, dead easy for me to be by myself for 15-20 minutes, do a little headspace episode for 10 minutes, wind down. Um, I, I've journaled, you know, Michael told me it's a really good idea to journal, it's a good idea to write down what you're grateful for. Gratitude is a massive one, you know, if you can write down at night, like, things you're grateful for, like, I can even write, you know, the altitude tent, and the support that I get from people, and my body for being able to handle the training. Um, they're, they're the likes of the things that I wrote down last night. Um, and, and then you do your little headspace, you know, de-stress. The, the headspace episode last night is, you know, it's just running through the body, checking in on things, telling muscles to relax for the night. It's okay. You don't need to be fired up for tonight. You know, a, a big one for me was I used to always clench my fists. And I'd be like, Stephen, fuck me, just, just relax, just let your wee hands settle down. You don't, you know, nobody's coming in your bedroom now. You don't have to fight anybody. Just relax. And it's just, you can be very worked up without even knowing it. And and these wee headspace episodes just help you to just let every wee muscle in your body, quads, hamstrings, hips, psoas, pecs, arms, shoulders, neck, just help it all. Just relax, just slow everything down relax um so that's really important um the next piece of advice was a thing called mouth taping i haven't really gone for it i did i I ordered the strips on amazon and the idea is that um if you tape your mouth literally like not like fucking duct tape but like it is this little form of tape and this is kind of what led to shaving the beard because it wouldn't sit on the beard um but anyway you you tape your mouth and you're supposed to then breathe through your nose but if you google mouth taping it is quite fascinating the results but it always just fell off my face so maybe the taping isn't very good maybe i'd be better off with duct tape um now there's still a wee hole that you're never gonna like suffocate but i i didn't have any issue with the taping over my mouth not at all but it always just fell off at some point of the night and then that's a problem in itself. At some point of the night, the it's this is hilarious. The first night I I used the mouth tape and I ended up it ended up on my finger, and in my dream I had a cut on my finger. That's so funny. It was like a bandaid. Um, 
but yeah, I, in the middle of the night, I always wake up and I'm like, oh my God, my earplugs have fallen out and, and the mouth tapes off. And then that causes stress in itself. So that wasn't worth it for me. I might go back to it and try it again. I still have a heap of strips upstairs. Um, that's the next part. So mouth taping. If you want to try it, try it. See if um, it's supposed to really help, especially with asthma and allergies and things like that. The next is um, air filter, air quality. Um, air quality comes down to pet allergies, dust allergies from outside, dust allergies inside. I bought a Hoover, which was kind of Michael's advice, but I also just wanted a Hoover. Um, absolutely ridiculous. Like I, I showed my mum, I think I had three full barrels or whatever you want to call it of dust and crap and, and it's disgusting. My mum's been in this apartment and and she wouldn't have said, for goodness sake, Stephen, you'd nearly want to hoover that. Like I have a rug in the living room and then it's all hard floors. The only carpet I bloody have is the stairs, landing and the bedroom. Stairs, landing, bedroom. And I filled that like cartridge or whatever you want to call it three times. Mental. Um, disgusting. So... Air quality is a big one. Um, the next thing that he said, and now in the first week, um, in the first week, I didn't have air filter, air purifier, Hoover, and I also bought a new mattress. But I didn't have any of those in the first week. So the first week where I got scores over 70 was just the simple things, you know, the journal and at night, the headspace, the blue mitten glasses. Um, and the not having tea after like five or six o'clock. Um, things like mouth strips, Hoover, new mattress, um, a fan within, with me in the, in the altitude tent. They, these, these things kind of came later. Um, <clears throat> comfortable bed sheets, you know, it's, it's anything to make that area of your life comfortable. Um, and, and if you share with someone and they snore, get earplugs. Um, so I ended up getting a new mattress. I, I've never bought myself a good mattress. Um, I, I usually just dealt with whatever, you know, whatever I was given. Um, I went on a website. I, I think I just Googled UK top mattresses or something. And, and some um, mattress people probably had ring a bell. It was like, I think it was called Emma. Emma mattress. Um, and so I, 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 I ordered this mattress, you know, and I think for whatever reason they were doing, and maybe this was like to lure people in, but they were doing like 40% off at the time or spring 35. Maybe that's it. I just clicked on it. Um, so I think it came out at like three to 400 pounds. Um, I've only used it once now. It came yesterday, so I napped in it. And when I was napping, I thought it was the fucking best thing in the world. It was amazing. Having a really nice mattress. Um, you know, I wish I got it sooner. Um, but yeah, it, it, it felt good. I, I don't know if you need to have like bed sheets when you have this mattress because it has its own kind of like bed sheet. Um, because that's one thing I would say bed sheets and duvet, they fucking piss me off. See when they wrinkle up and they get tangled in you and that makes you restless. So I think one of the key things here is Michael could never really go that deep. He probably could, but like you need to personally know what annoys you? Like if you find yourself waking up because you're tangled in your duvet and like the duvet itself has like 
you know, comforter or duvet, whatever you want to call it, has like somehow like folded itself in half inside your your like duvet sheet or your cover. And you're like, for fuck's sake. And you're having to like, like in the middle of the night, like wrestle with your duvet to kind of like get it back. Or maybe it's turned round or it's upside down or, or, you know, these things happen. I actually might just get, you can get like throws, you know, like you, you put a throw over your duvet because I'm obviously too hot in the altitude tent anyway. So I think a comfortable throw would avoid the tangling, the heat problem, the, the, the duvet, which is inside the duvet cover. Honestly, mine, mine always gets fucking stupid. It's always stupid. I'm always like, I always have like the duvet sheet over me and I'm like, hey, where's the duvet? And it's, ha- it's kind of like folded itself in half inside the sheet. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then it just causes me stress. And I'm obviously easily, not necessarily stressed. I'll wake up at like 5 a.m. And, and my brain will be going like, hey, like, what could I do on the bike today? And then I have to kind of be like, yo, like, thanks very much for like, being motivated and thinking about that, but maybe it's not the time to think about that. Maybe we think about that at half seven in the morning when we wake up. And I've kind of got good at like, that's a good one. I just say, thanks very much for that thought. Let's worry about it tomorrow, you know, rather than like, like, you know, at 5 a.m. I'm probably like going to the bathroom for a pee and then I'm probably walking back to the bedroom and, and my brain's probably like, oh, that was nice, I have to speak to the lawyer, I wonder what the lawyer's going to say, I wonder, could we go back to America, and again, I have to be like, hey, thanks for all that, you know, that was, that was nice that you're thinking about that right now, but right now, let's just focus on relaxing, getting a good night's sleep, and we'll worry about that tomorrow morning, and that's so, stress, stress, I believe, is the biggest contributor, you can definitely surround you know that sort of 10 to 15 minute window before bed that can be time for like a bath a warm shower just a little routine that helps you unwind a little bit um anything that you can think of that that you know really helps you like de-stress and and settle down it can be journaling it can be writing down your problems it can be um you know trying to figure out if your problems are real problems or if they're just superficial or, or things like that or um also understanding that the the best thing that you can probably do unless you have a a paper due or or a work assignment due at nine o'clock the next morning and it's not finished of course then you have to do it but the best thing you can mostly do most nights between 10 10 p.m and and seven is get a good night's sleep and that just sets you up for the next day um so sleep's been something i've really been working on um some nights I, I sort of forget and, and I'm not as good and um I, I I'm also finding it difficult to get scores over seventy at the minute because um that's the fucking altitude tent. Trying to sleep at eight thousand feet. Yeah, it's not ideal. Um but look, I, I think my last score over seventy, there we go, I'm looking at it right now, it was like last week. Um 63, 65, 63, 65, 76, which was last Wednesday night to Thursday. So at least it's not been a week. Um, and, and, you know, different things can contribute to that. Stress, like I said, training load if you're training too hard. Um, probably the stress of travel all around, like, do I go to America, do I not? Um, but, you know, it should, it should start to come back down now. Um, the problem with the altitude tent is because you're not, you almost like have to compensate because you're not at altitude. Um, 
like all day. Like when I'm in flag, I'm obviously at altitude all day. When I'm in the tent, I'll be in it 90 minutes in the afternoon. And then probably like, let me see, I think I do 10 hours overnight, roughly. Um, my my stupid thing here will tell me. Nine hours, nine hours, nine hours. I do nine hours. So that means I'm in it for probably like 10 and a half hours a day. Um, maybe the 11, you know, 10 and a half to 11 hours a day. I think you're supposed to do 12 to 14, but I don't know that Nala would go with that. She she don't give a shit. See, at half seven in the morning, she's not thinking the big lad needs another half an hour to an hour here in the altitude tent, so I'll cool it down here. No, she's not. She's thinking, hurry up. I want to go outside. Um, so, yeah, look, that's my podcast for today on sleep. Um, Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, I might have, I might be in that luxurious position that as I'm on the phone um, to Michael, I'm literally on Amazon ordering the air filter, ordering the Hoover, things like this. Um, most people will probably already have most of these things at home. Um, you know, I ordered a duster. I, I just thought I ordered a window cleaner at the time. Um, I, I just, I, I think, even think about your walk to the bedroom. You know, if it's cluttered and it's messy and, and all the rest of it, you're probably not going to sleep great. You're probably going to be thinking, for fuck's sake, why didn't I clean that? For goodness sake, I'm a pig, blah, blah, blah. Oh, why am I always messy? Why is everything always cluttered? And then, and then you're just naturally put off sleeping anyway. Um, I'm probably thinking what bike session I do tomorrow because I walk past the bike when I go to bed. Um, you know what I mean? So think about that space. Um, I don't have a TV in the bedroom. I think that was a big one. The, the bedroom should be for sleep. It shouldn't be for TV. Um, an, an air temperature. It should be, I think it should be like 64 Fahrenheit, um, which is pretty cold. It's probably like 8 Celsius or something like that, 8 to 10 Celsius. It should be pretty chilly. It's not supposed to be lovely warm and cozy and all the rest of it because that just makes you restless. Um, but look, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, that's probably quite a long podcast. Um, and I need to stretch a little bit and then throw on some running kit and then I can go do this morning's threshold. All right, guys. Take care now. Bye-bye.